Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Top Podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and joining with me is Mike. Hey. Uh, we usually have another co-host, Lucian, but he's currently stuck in his bathroom waiting for maintenance to let him out. So we have a very special guest this week. Uh, we, you could have heard him on the past podcast. He goes by the, we call him, or I call him, I should say, because, you know, uh, he's my friend. I call him Trainer Cantwell. Cantwell hails from one of the most outspoken states in the country, Texas. While born a Cowboys fan, he has been adopted into the Bills Mafia. I first met him at the University of Tulsa, and we became good friends. During one of the intramural softball games, he decided that he was too manly to use a glove and tried to catch a pop fly with his face. Several stitches and some time later, one of the women who initially ran out onto the field to check on him became his wife. He is close to having a completed living Pokedex and is the biggest Pokemon trading card game collector I know. Lastly, because he was an equipment manager for the University of Tulsa's football team, I believe he is the best man we can ask this question. What did you think of Deflategate and did the ball pressure make a difference? Oh gosh, wow. Didn't know I was going to have to talk about balls this early in the podcast. Especially yes. without Lucent here to say penis. I know, I know. Okay, so the pressure does make a difference. So I worked with the running backs for three years, specifically as the position group, and then quarterbacks for my final senior year. And the pressure and texture and grip of the ball makes a massive difference. Even if it's just slightly down, you, you can that ball can fly and you can grip it better. If not, if it's overinflated, that ball is a rock, it hurts, and you are more prone to drop that sucker. So, yes. The pressure does make a difference. Okay. Good to know. See, I like all of this because my opinion has always been I hate Tom Brady, but I really don't think they'd have lost that game anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you should also, any, anything yeah, to, to, to pile on, so I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. You should see what the kickers do to some of their balls, too. So those kickers will run it through a parking lot and just have the crappiest, dirtiest ball without any laces. And they'll kick that in attempts <laughs> for them to fumble the ball and just not field it cleanly. I, I learned a lot of things about footballs with Cantwell. When I was with him in, a couple weekends ago in Tulsa, I didn't know the NFL had like a very specific football that they have to use and like why they use this specific football it was just very interesting the duke the duke i have heard that name before and i assumed it was just like i've always just kind of assumed they had like a, a standard but I, I have no idea why Cantwell told me is like the reason they don't have white on the ball is so it won't look as wobbly if they have a bad throw and the laces are you said leather right they're mm-hmm. it's not like a uh sticky not sticky but more of like a, a plasticky feel. Mm-hmm. So the younger kids can get like a better grip during college, but the leather, oh man, I, I can't even grip an NFL football. You got to deflate it a little bit, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got to be Tom Brady out there. <laughs> this week we're talking about our top five favorite Pokemon games, and that includes third-party games like Pokemon Gale of Darkness, and then we're allowing some ROM hacks in there too if you played any fan-made games. But I just want to know... What was your guys' like journey in Pokemon? Like, what got you started in Pokemon? What age were you that you you got into this uh, this gaming? What's the word phenomenon? As it when it first came out. So, I was in second grade. My granny had purchased me a Game Boy Color. It was like this nice teal blue color, and we had the Pixar game Toy Story for the Game Boy. 
It was a wonderful game. I could never beat it. Uh, I loaned it out to my best friend and neighbor, Trevor, and he took it to soccer practice and lost it at soccer practice. Mm. So as a way of saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I messed up, he gave me something far greater in return. He gave me a Pokemon edition Game Boy Color. That was the one with the little Pokemons on there, the little Pokeball. You you still have that? I still have it. Uh, I'm missing the battery cover off the back. I have no idea where that is. Then he gave me red, crystal, and yellow. Oh, my goodness. So that was my introduction, and I was hooked. That might be the best deal you've ever made in your life. I know. I'm so glad he lost that game. How about you, Mike? That was my introduction. Yeah, so my father was is a pastor, and the church at that time was like freaking so stupid about Pokemon. So they were like, there's evolution in it. None of the kids can play it. So my, my parents were all like, no, you're not, you can't play Pokemon. And I was just like, this, this is dumb. Like, I, I was a child of above average child intelligence. And I was like, but I wasn't like brilliant. I was like this, I could still tell like, this is the stupidest rule I've ever been given. So naturally I just went to a friend's house to play it. And I'd have, I'd have told this story on the, the totally fictional breaking the rules episode, but it actually happened. So I wanted to save it for this episode. My buddy who had, he had the trading card game for Game Boy Color. And we played that a bunch. And I was just enthralled. Just, you know, it, the same story everybody else has. The artwork was super cool. The gameplay was pretty fun. It was just, it's this magical world. Then uh, he got blue or maybe he got red because my first game was blue. So he probably got red. And I was so confused when he pulled it out. I was like, wait, how do you, how do you evolve your Charmander every battle if you don't have cards? <laughs> Like, this makes no sense to me. And then, yeah, he had the regular game. We played that, and I was just like, I need to get my hands on this. And I I don't remember the conversation, but I had to have admitted, like, hey, I've been playing these games, and somehow I was able to talk my mom out of this, like, evolution is bad thing, because I know that was a thing, and I know I didn't get in trouble. And then at some point, I, I was able to buy a copy of Blue. But I have no recollection as to how I got from one to the other. And, yeah, from there, it was just... I was sold. And I, I remember the first time I was playing and one of my friends had Crystal and I was still playing Blue. And he was like, yeah, once you beat this game, you can go back to the first game. I was like, you're so full of shit. You're just making stuff up. And then he showed me and I was just like, games can do that. But yeah, that blew my mind on, uh, on a level rarely reached. Mine was kind of the same. My mom uh, was also part of that movement. And then it wasn't until I think it was one of my birthdays or some reason we went out to this like arcade place in uh, in Metro Detroit with some family friends. And do you guys remember those lighthouses that like had the the spinning like roulette wheel and you had the, the hit the button to stop it and go up or down depending on what number it landed on? I'm familiar with the idea. Yeah. So it's like one of those. And they always had like the, the big prizes in it because no one ever won. And I, I decided I'm going to go. They had this Game Boy Advanced with Pokemon Crystal in there. And I already had a Game Boy, but like I said, wasn't all that Pokemon. So I'm like, you know, if I get this, uh, she obviously can't take it away from me. So I, I'm start going for it. And I was like, you're not going to you're not going to win this. It goes walks away to go talk to her adult friends, which honestly probably more fun than watching a kid pressing a button, hoping to get you know <laughs> lucky. But like five minutes later, I come screaming over like I won. I got it. And they, I end up getting the Pokemon Crystal game, game Boy Advance package. And sure enough, she did not take it away from me. I don't know if maybe she by then because that was Crystal came out like what? To 1999, 2000. So maybe the, the wave had kind of already passed or, you know, she looked it up and found out that it wasn't really preaching Darwinism or anything. But yeah, I, I kept it and kind of skyrocketed from there. Got all the, the Pokemon cards and all that. Still wish I had them. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, I sold my Pokemon cards for a freaking song back in the day. Yeah, mine were probably just given away I, during garage sale. I, I 
I remember just giving away a hollow Charizard, and it haunts me to this oh. day. And an ancient Mew. Oh god. Oof. I can't live that down. So that's why I'm overcompensating now for all the cards under my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going into that, my number five for my favorite Pokemon game, and I will admit this is purely on nostalgia, is 1999's Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> I just, I have this memory of sitting on my aunt's couch, her, her like sectional couch, just grinding out this game and like it, I, I can like smell the room and everything. It has that 90 smell, probably some smoke in there and everything. But man, it is it, like top moments came from there and just taking Pokemon. Then you find out like, oh, if I throw an apple at this egg and it falls in, it, you know, a Pokemon will come out of it. And just like there's a surprisingly a good amount of depth to it that I, I didn't expect as a kid. And while I haven't went back and played it, I still have like those fond memories and my wife bought the new Pokemon Snap. I still have yet to play it. And I'm kind of scared too, because I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I just have this memory and it's so good and I don't want to like tarnish it, but it's a sequel. So I'm sure at one time when I'm snowed in here that I'll, I'll boot it up and try it out. Little did Rob know that he was in fact snowed in later that week. There you go. It's worth a play. I, I have it. I spent a good 20 something hours on it. It's it's fun if you just like to watch the animations of the Pokemon and trigger those special secret like hidden animation things and abilities i've uh, i've never played it myself my boss who is also the mother of our good friend hot kyle apparently she just i don't know how she ended up playing it but kyle told me the story where he came home or you know he woke up and his mom had stayed up all night obsessing over this game she was never at, like, like she didn't care about pokemon but somehow she fired this game up and then just grinded the entire game in just one night uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's just always what comes to mind is my boss just in that like the sun has come up and I'm still playing video games fever dream mode. And then all the kids coming down here to be like, ah, you should buy her, you should buy her the new Pokemon Snap. That's a Christmas gift. Dude, I have considered the idea. I don't know if she has a switch. Uh, oh, goodness. And I don't even know if she remembers this. I, I could end up giving her this and just getting like the most blank stare of all time. So I think I'm going to go ahead and save my money. Yeah, but uh, that's fair. There you go. Also, there is a simplicity to the game that I feel like anyone could pick it up. And, you know, it doesn't require any mm-hmm. strategy. It's just you move your your view and you hit the camera button. All right. There's a, there's a YouTuber called Thab East 721 who's doing the uh, the play every N64 game challenge. And so, nice. yeah, and it, it, like it's he's one of those YouTubers who at least for me, I find him engaging when I'm awake, but he just knocks me out when I'm trying to fall asleep. So it's like I've watched most of his videos. Well, I've played most of his videos like five times because it's just when I want to go to sleep, it knocks me out. But he recently did Pokemon Snap. So I actually at this point know what a completed run kind of looks like because I, I got the highlights from watching him do it. So I basically played it, right? Yeah, basically. It counts. It counts. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pro. Alrighty, number five for me would be a Game Boy Pokemon trading card game. Let's go! <laughs> that game... Uh, uh, that is sim- also my number five. Oh, heck yes! The simplicity of it, the introduction to the mechanics of the game, I love it. It's clean. I Again, I didn't play it legally. I played it on an emulator, so I apologize, Nintendo, for that. But now it is on Nintendo Switch Online, so you can play it on the Switch legally. So 
I've been doing that now. Give me uh, give me 10 seconds and uh, I'll be right back and I'll be slightly less engaged for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> what was your starter deck? What was my starter deck? I think I, the Charizard. I always had to have the Charizard. So I went with Charmander and Friends. Okay. I, I did I did Charmander and Friend and Squirtle and Friends because uh, I played go. that game a lot. And I also tried Bulbasaur and Friends like once. I was like, this is stupid. And uh, <laughs> we walked away. Well, you got to do something different for the, the water gym. That... That was tough. I think I, I looked out and he only drew one basic Pokemon and I knocked him out so quick because he didn't have everything in his bed. Well, the, the Charmander deck, I think, had a Pikachu in it. So you had some yes. coverage. Yes. I ended up... It, I So there's those deck building machines often mm-hmm. like the... So, so basically the way the game works uh, for 99% of everyone who hasn't played it is you basically have just a, a generic hub overworld map. Uh, but then there's one, basically, instead of Professor Oak's lab, you just have the random professor who has like the trading card lab and there's a side room where you can just go and there's a bunch of pre-made decks and I made a deck with Gyarados in it and just destroyed everything. Once I got that deck together, it was like the water gym. It still couldn't stop me because just Gyarados was a beast in that game. Oh, gee. Uh, But I will say that that probably wasn't your first ever Pokemon game. No, of course it wasn't. You just told us your first three, two and a half. That was my first ever Pokemon game, and it destroyed my knowledge of type charts. Um, <laughs> because, like, the, the symbol for fighting rock and ground was just, it was all rolled into one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know if that's how the rules worked in the real TCG, but in the game, it was like Gyarados just outright resisted ground, resisted fighting, and resisted rock, even though it's supposed to resist fighting, be immune to ground, and be weak to rock, you know, because all three of those were the same. And then, like, there were uh, like there were certain poison types. I don't know what it was. I swear that I, I just had all sorts of crazy ideas once I started playing the regular game. Like, I thought Psychic was weak to Psychic, which it's not. You know, I didn't know how the ground and rock resistance worked with Electric. The whole thing was a mess. I didn't know that rock types had a purpose and that part of it was that flying types are weak to them until I was like 22 years old because of this game. But it is also a lot of fun. Wait, you guys use rock Pokemon besides Rock Smash? I thought that's all they were good for. <laughs> uh, no, it turns out if you uh, like my team for over a decade was fighting type, not excuse me, a, uh, a psychic type, an electric type, a water type and a fire type. And I just ran four so that my levels were higher than if I ran six. And then one day I learned that you could do other combinations of types and still have coverage and it blew my mind i was way too old not to have put it together yeah, my solution to uh to psychics for the longest time was just put a fire pokemon in there and just hit him with fire type moves which is essentially just a terrible solution but i was like well i seem to always win even though it's a grind so it must be good enough doesn't matter yeah. as long as you get the badges you know exactly exactly did you ever cheese that game describe cheese the game um, it would probably be harder on an emulator. Well, it, so let's let's call a spade a spade. I was outright cheating uh, uh, okay. because on the actual Game Boy, you could draw a prize card and then turn off the game and turn it back on. And the auto save would bring you right back to before you picked your prize card. Oh, and so you could check what all of that. your prize cards were. Or I'd like, is it Pokeball where you play the card, you flip a coin, and if it comes up heads, you get to look at your... You get to pick a card from your deck, but you have to shuffle. Don't know off the top of my head, but I think so. Yeah, there was a trainer card that let you do that. I would play mm-hmm. those cards 
or just anything that let me look at my deck for any reason. And then if I just liked the order of my upcoming cards, I just turn the game off and turn it back on. And it would restart me at the start of my turn. But there were there were some fights that were just so rigged. Like there was a rival who was unbelievably strong. And there were special cards that, to my knowledge, you could only get by beating him in this one time fight. And so I was like, I'm not playing fair. I'm doing everything in my power to... To, to come out of this fight ahead yeah uh, there was sometimes the amount of like heads in a row on some of the coin flip i was like there's no way insane. Yeah. in real life you can get six heads in a row oh i was that was frustrating yeah and it always seemed like it was it was always stacked like i never got six heads in a row mm-hmm. i was on the receiving end of it a lot though <laughs> which is also kind of how you can justify that it's like all right the game's cheating so I'm just going to mm-hmm. cheat right back. Oh, exactly. Did you guys ever clone your Pokemon on like the first two generations? Because that's what that strategy reminded me of cloning it, like cloning a Pokemon. I, I'm pretty sure I beat the game before I did, but I definitely fooled around with it in uh, silver back in the day. Oh, why did, what? Yeah. Only thing I did was missing, though, which we could talk about that. Once we get to so I, I think if I remember correctly, so it used to be you had the the change your box you'd have to like save the game and everything mm-hmm. so you would pick what pokemon you wanted to clone move it to a, a a box and right when it said saving you would turn off your game and turn it back on and then you would have pokemon in both boxes yes yeah, so pokemon yeah so that way and then you could also duplicate their hell item yep. um so that was how people would cheat in master balls and rare candies although i'm sure you could game shark it too which would have been so much easier but i didn't have game shark so my number four is also another third party Pokemon game, and that was the 2004 release Pokemon Coliseum. I just love this game as a kid, and it really had some weird mechanics. So usually in Pokemon, for those that don't know, you can only catch wild Pokemon. So that's Pokemon other people don't have. You, you count them in, in the wild, obviously, as the, the name says. But in Pokemon Coliseum, there was a set amount of Pokemon you could catch. So the Pokemon would have like the shadow curse on them and you could only catch shadow curse Pokemon. And I think it was even other trainers Pokemon. You, you'd catch it from them. But it, yeah, you'd have to uh, you had the Snagum machine. Yeah, and it was just it's such a unique way because like there's only a set amount you'd have they, those count encounters are planned out. It was hard, and I don't think I ever beat it because as a kid you end up getting like the the three original legendary dogs, and I could never figure out. There's a how do you say it? Raikou is that how you pronounce it? Oh, mm-hmm. I always did, but I've heard uh, heard I've heard it multiple ways. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer: We I have dyslexia, so I probably mispronounce whatever Pokemon we talk about. But I'm just gonna act like it's truth. Whoever says it, that's their they're, they're speaking their truth, as the the people say. Well, luckily, nobody on the internet gets all up in arms about that. True. <laughs> but yeah, there was a, a Raikou puzzle, and I didn't have access to the internet, or I didn't you know what Google was, so I never got past that part in the game. But I just loved it. I really like the design of the main character. Kind of had like an edgy look to him. The intro started with you like blowing up a base and everything, and it was just. A fun time all around. Plus, it was it was all double battles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you start with an Umbreon and an Espeon. Yeah. Like, Ooh, it's such a cool team. And I think there's a way, if you had the, the Game Boy attachment to the GameCube, which I did, you could get like a, a, a Celebi or something. There's one of the mystic legendary Pokemons you got with it. So completely unrelated to this podcast, I uh, I watched a video about that recently. Another, well, he's 
probably a much more obscure YouTuber than the last is a guy. His name is Lyra, and he actually learned English through Pokemon content. I, I'm not sure where in Europe he hails from, but shout out Lyra. And Lyra literally made a website to help him on his Living Dex uh, challenge, mm-hmm. and he's doing them generation by generation. So he's working on a Gen 3 Living Dex, and so the annoying thing with Gen 3 was when they switched to Game Boy Advance, like the trading wasn't compatible for some reason. I don't know enough about the software and the hardware limitations. So in order to get the Gen 1 and the Gen 2 Pokemon in there, they had Leaf Green and Fire Red. And then Colosseum was part of the uh, the process. And so that's why it's so heavy on Johto Pokemon, because those are a bunch that you can't get normally. And so the way it's such a grind, the way you get Celebi is you have to snag every single snaggable Pokemon, cleanse every single snaggable Pokemon, and then complete the 100 trainer in a row challenge no, thank you. Uh, in Mount Battle, and then you unlock Celebi. Yeah, I never got it from that, but it was, you know, I always knew it was a possibility. I, uh, the, I think the worst part of that is just grinding out, getting that, like, the, the shadow bar down in order to cleanse them. I never put two and two together that that was, like, their answer to the Johto. Like, I, I just kind of accepted that it was what it is and never thought about right. it. I only know this because of some obscure YouTuber who's, I don't even know if he's obscure. He could have millions of subscribers and it just kind of feels Omi, his channel. Yeah, I, I've stumbled upon this guy's, the guy's channel and I've learned a ton of really cool stuff. Like Gen 2 balls um, are super messed up. Like the mechanics for the special balls don't work the way they're supposed to. And yeah, there's there's all sorts of crazy glitches to be discussed by mm-hmm. smarter people than myself. Did you need a... Uh, Pokemon box for the GameCube to store the Pokemon from there? Or am I thinking of something else? I thought box was just a, another addition, but it's crazy how expensive that Pokemon box like oh, copy is. Yeah, doing doing a legit on original hardware living decks is obscene in terms of time <clears throat> and uh and money if you're not yeah. you know cheating anything. Praise the Lord for Pokemon Go for Living Decks. Yeah, how's your living oh, decks going on? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Dude, I I haven't sat down and tabulated it, but I'm thinking off by like 100 something currently. That, that's still crazy. You're the only person I know that's like gone for it. Unless Logan has. I I I don't know if he's gone for Logan decks or a Living Decks. I need one Pokemon from Logan. I know that. He has it in his Pokemon phone, so I'll have to trade for that. It's Minior or Meteor, but yeah. And then I don't even have the the paid-for version of Pokemon Home, so I have to put Pokemon in 30 at a time. <laughs> I'm really curious because I was just going for a completed Dex uh, back in the mm-hmm. Pokemon Sun and Moon era, and I paid for Pokemon. I forget what it was called Pokemon then. Bank. Uh, Bank. Pokemon Bank. I paid for Pokemon Bank, and I think all my Pokemon were left there at the end of the day. And so I'm really curious if I like if I pay for home, can I just drag all those up from the digital depths, or are they just lost to time? I think you should be able to. The only thing is Nintendo shut down their for the the 3ds and all that, and we they yeah. shut down their store. But I think they said you can still use it. If you if you as long as you have it downloaded on your 3DS or your DS, whatever, mm. I think it's still possible. But you wouldn't be able to go and download yeah, the software I, again. I don't. That particular 3DS is uh, kaputs. Rip. Yeah. Oh, well. Parental lock? Uh, <laughs> no, child break. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i still a little upset about that one. Joe, that? if you're listening, you're in trouble. <laughs> Do you have the SD card or, you know, the memory or is it on? the? It was just on the oh. uh, the 3DS. Now, technically speaking, the screen is just wildly messed up. So there's a ch- I could tr- I could try and get it repaired and spend a bunch of money 
to get a bunch of Pokemon for a game. I don't really play that much anymore, so I'm probably just not going to end up doing that. I was going to say, if you could get on like well, an SD we're, card. We're going to start a GoFundMe. Yeah, we, we'll start. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was going to say. Help this apathetic man get Pokemon he doesn't really want that badly. <laughs> it's a podcast with a cause. There we go. I lo- that's what I love about it. We should probably worry about getting funds to you know make sure lucian has uh everything he needs while he's stuck in that bathroom That's before true. we worry about my pokemon but you know i, I like the idea we'll, we'll, we'll get him next we'll get him next yeah. my number four is pokemon yellow Gosh, just the straight eyes. up og gen one for me and then Plus, you have little Pikachu following you around with all his little emotes and happy faces and Pika Pikas. That, yeah. That's, Gen 1, oh, great game. That's my number two. So you had a lot lower oh. on the list than Ooh. I did. Number two? Yeah, number two. I just, I love that game. Oh. Like, I feel like if you're going to go back and play Gen 1, that's the <laughs> definitive version to play. What, what are you laughing at? I oh. accidentally left Minecraft running in the background. Um <laughs> But it's on a server, so I didn't think about the fact that the game kept going. <laughs> and so I don't know if it, my mic picked it up or not, but phantom screeches just started tearing through my headphones. <laughs> uh, headphones, they started coming out my monitor because my headphones are plugged into my, my microphone so I can have self-monitor. And yeah, so sorry you're about good. that. You're good. But I feel like if you're going back to play like on one of the original Game Boys, not Fire Red or Leaf Green, like that's the, the way to do it because you get all three Pokemon. You have... Mm-hmm. Pikachu that follows you. And it's like, mm-hmm. as much as I love, you know, the original ones, I do like how they incorporate kind of more of the show like that has Jesse and James in it. And I, I don't know. To me, it was just always so much fun. And you can get surfing Pikachu if you play your cards right. All right. Oh, that's true. Plus the uh, the front sprites are so much better. They cleaned so many of those up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the moving sprites. So you don't get that until you get the, the third generation game or the third version in those generations. So that is true. I don't know what else. I mean, you have to add for it being number four. I don't. Sorry if I just hijacked yeah, your, it's, your it's list. Only, no, you're fine. The only thing I would say is you still needed HM slaves for Gen Gen One. That's kind of tacky having that poor whatever HM slave you use. I'm trying to think who I use. Oddish and uh, Lapras. You do that to Lapras? Uh, you monster! My God! Uh, it wasn't my it wasn't my go to water type. Like I said, I ran four Pokemon. <laughs> But yeah, those are your. That's Gen another 1 reason, videos. though, that I would run four Pokemon is so I could uh, so I could have two slots for slaves. And that is one thing I, a lot of people have their gripes with new Pokemon games, but I love that they got rid of HMs. Like that was it yeah. was especially like Gem Four mm-hmm. just got over the top when it was so annoying. And then experience share mm-hmm. that one, yeah. I do not miss throwing my level five Magikarp out first, and then throwing in my level yeah. fifty. So I felt that the way Gen 3 did it was the best where you could equip the experience share. I think Gen 2 did it that way, too. Um, I can't stand the the split team experience that they force on you now. I don't mind it. I I can understand why some people would want it off, but... My I, my time now I see is a lot more valuable and I don't want to waste time just grinding. So I, I like having the, the quicker option. Yeah, it's straight up a deal break for me, honestly. I don't like that's a primary reason I don't really play them anymore because for me, I play Pokemon for the grind. I'm a mechanics guy and there's something I find satisfying about just going to work. Yeah. So I miss the, I miss the, the, the battle days. Yeah. How much time did you sink into a singular game? What was like the most oh, time that you ever did? I had a hundred hours on Leaf Green at one point, um, oh and I ended up moving a lot of those Pokemon up through several generations. So, uh, okay. like, 
it's weird because like it's it was a, a it was over a hundred hours on Leaf Green, but it felt like it felt like that's still not adequate for that specific journey I went on because it's like that same team blew through a bunch of other stuff. I know there's one I had 150 hours on. I don't remember which one. It would have been uh, Emerald or Y. Yeah. It'd be cool if you could know your total playtime too. Like, <laughs> I, on a I don't want to be ashamed. <laughs> right because it's like i had 150 hours on that specific or 100 sorry you had 150 i had 100 hours on that specific playthrough of leaf green and i i owned that cartridge i still own that cartridge but at the time i'd owned it for at least six years and had played it many many times so it was definitely more than 100 okay i had over 240 in crystal oh and then i crap. washed the game in my oh, pants no so the save oh. file got corrupt, and then I put in a <clears throat> another two hundred, and then the save file got corrupt. <laughs> Dang! I uh, but I've definitely I think Thorn Shield. I think I have another two hundred. Let me check real quick. Jeez. Yeah, I I feel I'm bad. A, I'm. I just I'm went scared from thinking I was like hardcore to a filthy casual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of that is just like sitting there with your, uh, especially general in games, sitting there with the transfer cable, hiding it under your yeah. pillow like Rob, so your mom doesn't see the glowing light. <laughs> no, I had to have a light on because I had the two game. I had two Game Boy Advances. You know, I didn't have that backlight. I didn't get the SP till oh, later. I was. I did that with. For real. I had I had one SP and then I had the Game Boy player. So I was trading from my Game Boy into a different cartridge plugged into my GameCube projected onto the TV. It was uh there was no sneak in that one. Okay. So Scarlet, I have 160. Pokemon Home, I have 10 hours played into it. That's hilarious. how how did you get 10 hours of just leave it on? <laughs> Trading, just making sure everything gets transferred over. Okay, Brilliant Diamond, I have 110. Shield, I have over 200. Yikes. Arceus, I have 85. Shining oh, Pearl, nothing, I have man. 30. You know, no commitment whatsoever there. Yeah, come on, what happened? Pokemon there? Unite, I have 30 hours. Oh, gosh. Definitely, I've put probably 1,500 hours like since a kid mm-hmm. to now. Probably, I, I would probably take the over if someone asked me that. That's true. Yeah, that feels right. Thing was, I I got so there's like nothing else to do. So what I would do is I would replay the Elite Four and just try to beat them with one Pokemon, my level hundred Mewtwo, which knew Psychic, Swift, Recover, and then Thunder. With PP, I used PP Max on Thunder, and I would just try to one shot everything all the way to the very end. I could usually get to Lance the Dragon Trainer. And then I'd have to use recover on repeat to get the struggle. And then I get struggle. I could struggle through Lance, but then I'd have to switch Pokemon out for uh, my rival. Blue, he's a, Blue's a jerk. I know, but I would just make up my own little challenges before I'd fall asleep. So that's how I got all that time into it. Yeah, I got most of my time just trying to get Pokemon up to level 100. And I would essentially mm-hmm. do a very similar thing where I'd slap an EXP share on somebody. And yeah, then yeah. I would just basically solo it with uh, with Mewtwo as well. But it was I, I wasn't worried about not using items between battles. So I just, you know, top him off with and then, you know, the last battle I'd have to pull other people out. But at that point, I'd have a bunch of super high level Pokemon from grinding. So it was just like, OK, who do I want to solo blue with? Also, the intro to Pokemon Yellow. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that one's good. So it was a little different than red and blue, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Different color screens per town. That was another Yes, fun. I loved that. Did you love Such the creepy music in... Um, Lavender what? Town? Yes. That dum, 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 dum.
Is that it? Yep. And then there's this whole creepy pasta that it drove like. The, so it was originally released oh in, my Jap- gosh. in Japan oh, before yeah. America. There's this like creepy pasta, which is basically like a, a horror story someone wrote on the internet. But they said like the the sound originally for some reason just like Japanese boys get stuck in their head, and the only way they get like they just couldn't get rid of it, so they end up committing. And they say it was the the, the creepy pasta is originally only in red, the red version, not in the blue version. Like the the pitch was different in red, and that's what caused it. And that was one of the crazy. Up there with oh, there was another one with like silver. I don't remember what it's called, but those are like the two big Pokemon creepypastas. All right, uh, four. Yep, yep. Cool. Um, my number four is Omega Ruby. Ooh. Um, I was not the biggest Gen three guy. I don't like change. Uh, I don't know if I've gone on record saying that in this particular podcast, but. <laughs> very true fact about me is I just like stuff to stay the same. And so I played obscene amounts of blue and yellow and silver. And then somebody let me borrow a copy of Sapphire or Ruby. I think it was Sapphire. And I was just like, this is different. I don't like it. <laughs> and didn't play it again until I was like 22. Dang. <laughs> um, and I was like, I should really give that a shot. And I played it and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's fine. Not my favorite. I think. I think a lot of people who love that game like it because it was their first game. Um, it's a good one, but it's not my favorite. But then when I got that was I, I that was kind of the upswing of me getting into my most intense Pokemon phase. And so at some point I ended up getting Omega Ruby and I I loved being able to fly on Latios and Latias mm-hmm. instead of use fly. And it was like, yeah, this takes way longer but it's just really cool. And then the, there were like special things you could find or there were special things that I found specifically because I did that. I assume you could only get to them by flying around on them, uh, but I could be wrong. You know, I, I did not study that game well because I thought we were doing a top three and uh, this is my top four. So, and uh, but yeah, you know, that was really cool. I, I'm not crazy about Gen 6. I don't think it was one of the better generations, but I loved the art style and the graphics. So that was really cool. It felt polished. Yeah, it was just it was a fun way to experience a game that I was kind of whatever on. I ended up having a blast. So maybe it was because it was just so much better than X and Y. See, I actually that, like X you know, and Y. By contrast. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. I just thought it was a very good step in the right direction for 3D Pokemon. And then it kind of been stagnant since then. That's fair. I know a lot. Of yeah. People, a lot of people say it's too easy, which, you know, I. I don't I, I play somewhat for like the battles, but I play just kind of for the whole experience of a new Pokemon game. So like to me, that wasn't as important as, you know, it's the it's not it's easy to Nuzlocke and all that. I, I've never done a complete on Nuzlocke and everything. So that's difficulty is not a thing for me. That's fair. No, I mean, Gen 6 definitely does isn't all bad, but it, it was not one of my favorites. Although Proki, uh Greninja is uh, that dude's no joke. I've always been a big, uh, big fan of him. Super Smash. He's even great on that. Yeah, I kind of, I, I don't know if, Cantwell, if you have a, a Gen 3, but I I kind of got sick of Gen 3, and I know that's a hot take. A lot of people love it, but I'm like, eh. I felt like I was buying, mm-hmm. like, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire just because, like, it was the next game. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not really itching to go back, but I just played it so much as a kid that I, I kind of feel like I exhausted it all, and I, I don't really have any interest to go back. So Gotcha. Now, my, my game experience was red, crystal, yellow, and then um, Pokemon Go, then Sword and Shield. So I had a big gap. Oh, wow. Dang, I thought you so, played like all of them through. Oh, no. 
No, I took a big hiatus. I, I dabbled in Emerald, but then I was the crazy guy who thought I could keep resetting my SP to get a shiny Rayquaza. I kept a tally. I think I got up to 200 and something resets, and then I just gave up. And so I never picked up the game and finished Emerald. And then I went Sword and Shield, Let's Go Pikachu. Then what was the next one? Brilliant Diamond. Brilliant Diamond. Yeah, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. And then what we're on now, Scarlet Violet. So that's I had cr- a big jump. <laughs> that's crazy. Just because like you 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 love Pokemon so much, you're like so deep into it. I just assume that you've been you played like all of them. So you learn something new every day. No, yeah. For me, I feel like there's always like little gaps where you're like Life gets busy or you forget about it and then you return to it and then you love Pokemon even more. So that happened with me, especially with the, the trading card game, collecting the cards. Yeah, it's an addiction now. It is it is gambling. I'm gonna say it. It's yeah, no, it's gambling. It's legal gambling. But my wife has the magic touch when it comes to ripping open packs. So Oh yes, yes she does. Number three? I believe it's you. All right. I just making sure. So my yep. number three is I I know it's gonna be on Cantwell's list somewhere, but that is 2016's fun hit phenomena, Pokemon Go. Oh heck yeah, my number two. Okay, so we we just switched a little bit there, but I just think especially when it came out, like it was it, it was like Pokemania 2.0. I would go to this uh there's this this city in Metro Detroit called Plymouth and they have a really nice downtown kind of a little more bougie end, but I'd go down there. That was the place to be, man. Yeah. There was just people in droves just playing it. Me and my friend would, we'd just be stupid and be like, Oh my gosh, there's a mall trace or something before it was like really in the game. And people would like, look at us, (laughs) they'd look up and then be like, you guys are stupid. But yeah, so we would just do that. And it was such a, a cool experience to be a part of it. So I felt like, like that's the closest I've seen to like world peace is when, 2016 when that hey. came out and it was just so well, much yeah. fun going to target at night because there's a, a a gym battle or raids or you know that's where the good pokemon spawn and i kind of stopped for a little bit and then started picking up again in college and got into the raids and then i, I stopped again but then when i went and back down to tulsa and hanging out with Cantwell, we went and just like walked around catching pokemon because it was a community day i'm like man i miss this just like going and walking around and, and nowhere in north dakota there's Really nothing here, so it's kind of ruins that for me. But it, it's just so much fun, and I I really enjoy it. There you go, Team Valor. Yeah, yeah, the closest thing to World Peace in 2016. It accomplished what Michelle Obama tried to do for eight years: just <laughs> get kids out to go exercise. Pokemon Go did it in one weekend. <laughs> I, oh, I seriously, I don't know that I've ever had more steps in my life than that first oh, week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. I remember placing a lure mod in a a Poke Stop. And I literally counted five cars pull in. And this was like nine o'clock at night that summer. And people were just sitting out there camping, catching Pokemon. That was just the craziest thing ever. It was wild. Like they would, I would see signs (laughs) on the internet. They'd be like, hey, if you drop a lure, we'll get you like a free drink at a bar. Like it was just insane. (laughs) And like our our pastors would make jokes about it and like talk about it during the sermons. Like, yeah, you know, just keep on swiping away or keep on talking past or keep on swiping this gym and all that. And it was just, my gosh, it was crazy. Most most churches were pokey stops or gyms, so they could have mm-hmm. used that to leverage just to get people who normally wouldn't come to church. They to the did. Church. I, I know churches are out there who uh, my dad's church. I think I think they made a point to be made a pokey stop, and they were advertising it. <laughs> yeah, I know Dan, the one who's just like, yeah, you know, come in and play Pokemon Go, hang out, talk with us. I was gonna say, I just remember it came out when I was on a mission trip with that church. 
And I, of, of course, you know, the students weren't supposed to have phones and I was a leader. I'm like, guys, this Pokemon Go game is great. And I, we were in Philadelphia and I, that's where I caught like Charmander and all that. And I felt like I was rubbing it in the kids' faces that I could use a phone. But you want to know what? I have no regrets. Amazing. I The only time in my entire life I've talked to that many strangers is in the like the calm before the storm with COVID where people like it was before everyone who disagreed with you even slightly wanted to kill you. And when you were still when we didn't know anything, it was like, so you think there's anything to this? You just like have a conversation about it with every person you met. That was kind of like Pokemon Go, except it didn't turn nasty. Unless you're on team team instinct. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Which uh, which color worry. is instinct? Yellow. Yellow. Okay, were you, we're good. Were you blue? Yeah. Team Mystics blue. Team Valor is red. Team Valor. Whoop whoop. The Gryffindor. I, I love how teams. they incorporated the. You could purchase the team medallion for a thousand coins and switch your team. Yeah. So if you made a mistake early on, you could avenge yourself or something. Yeah. I was always just a huge uh, Articuno fan. The Articuno like, definitely yeah. had the best design. Team Mystic, I think, had the best design. But like they, they gave like quote unquote reasons why you would join each team, and I just aligned with Valor, even though it didn't mean anything. Yeah, no, I just picked my favorite bird. Yellow looked cool, and I thought everybody else was choosing red and blue, so that's why I chose it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah, like at first, blue was obviously like the the runaway by far, but then it was Valor, and then like Instinct was a small small minority. But that, I feel like nowadays I see more Instinct than anyone. I think you guys definitely had the most loyal fan base was the Team Instincters. If you if you guys are on one of the teams for Pokemon Go, leave a leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Tell us what team you are, and two thirds of us will tell Ooh, you. Oh, and level wrong. and level. Drop a friend code. We'll, we'll we'll add you. Heck yeah. Send you some gifts. You've been going fine. Level 42, Team Yellow. My goodness. I think I'm like 34. Funny thing is, I'm still not halfway experience point wise to level 50. If you just think about how how much you have to drive in that game. Yeah, that's like old school RuneScape, but old school RuneScape. Go back and play it. And it's like 92. And you would get to level 100 the max, but 92 was the halfway point. And it's like, oh my gosh. I never, I told myself one summer when I was in Tulsa that I was going to get to level 99 or level. I think it is 99 or 100, whatever one. I was going to get to max level and fletching, and I think I petered out like 96 or something. It was, it's just brutal. Ooh, that's great. I, that just, it loses the, uh, the only way I could maintain the, uh, like the dopamine cycle, even for a little bit, was if I was doing something where I was trying to upgrade a, like a, an attack stat. So I'd go out and I'd like kill cows and then I'd collect the, 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 the drops. And I'd run back to the uh, like the, the big sell, uh, the marketplace grand exchange. Every, uh, the, yeah, and so it was like, okay, cool. I'm constantly getting more money, so I can be buying cool stuff, and like that was enough to like supplement the dopamine to keep going. But uh, yeah, now that game, that game lost me after a while. I was also on the the cow hide uh, train when I was a non when I whenever I didn't have membership, that was a very easy low level way to get gold. Yep. All right, Rob, my pogo was number two instead of number three for me. Due to the increased shiny chances, you weren't grinding like one out of, what is it, 4,200 or something. Mm-hmm. It felt like way easier to get shinies. And I actually, believe it or not, I had on a non-community day, I had two random encounters of shinies back to back. Dang. I don't even know what the odds are of that on a non-community day, but... I thought was one of like the craziest statistical 
possibilities that I had happen for me. But increased shiny chances and then the transferability of the Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Home and then into whatever main mainline game that you want it to be in right now. Yeah, I love just how access like accessible it made shiny, especially community days. Like I mm-hmm. got a full shiny family of Charmanders and, you know, Squirtles and I Oh heck yeah. Yeah. And I just I really love those early day early community days. And just we'd have a, a loop on campus. We would all walk through and we'd hit that up for like an hour and we'd all just have shinies out the wazoo and candies for days. Especially over by the library. Mm-hmm. Dropping like your six stops all right next to each other and you could drop a lure mods in each. Yeah, but you know the the Pogo uh group on campus would always beat me to it. They were like I feel like they camped up like five minutes before and just like had their finger ready just right when it hit the, the hour mark. They're like, put down this lure. <laughs> I'm ready to go. All right. My number three is Pokemon Legends of Arceus. And that is the correct way to pronounce it. So you're wrong if you say it any other way. Arceus. I'm sorry. Arceus. I apologize. You were wrong. <laughs> um, no, I, they have like a, um, you know, those like pocket handbook Pokedexes. Mm-hmm. They had a pronunciation for Arceus in one of the books, and it was Arceus. Well, they also say, what do they say? Requaza instead of Requaza? It's, it's Requaza. Oh, gosh. And it's GIF, not it's GIF, so no matter what the person says. It's GIF. But anyways, continue. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. So Legends of Arceus was just a whole different ballgame. Just a uh, pun. Totally mm-hmm. fresh spin. Takes you to the region of Hosui, which is, what is that? The former, four. that was like, okay, Gen 4. The earlier region yeah. of Gen 4. And it was just a whole new gameplay. Because you open world exploration. You didn't have to trigger a battle to catch Pokemon, which I thought was novel. You could mm-hmm. just sneak up in the grass, use your jet ball, your gigaton ball, or whatever ball you had crafted. It adds a crafting element to the game as well. And you could catch them that way. And in your battles, it added a whole new battle technique. You could go the Agile style or whatever it was, the Swift style or the Strength. Have more power on your hit. Yes. And then, yeah, I'm a completionist when I play games. So I'm trying to get the Pokedex and everything else. But the Pokedex there it added the element of your certain task that you had to complete to get the Pokedex marker in the Pokedex there. So it may be like catch 40 light of this light Pokemon of this Pokemon or sneak up and do some other task. So as a completionist, that element to the game made it so, so much fun and novel. To play. Yeah. I never beat legends Arceus. Um, I kind of wish Arceus. I did Arceus, but my wife was playing it and she kind of like took over the TV, which, you know, I I'm happy to see her get, I like seeing her passionate about games she likes. So I was, Happy to go play my computer or something, but I, I should go back. I really enjoyed it. I like what they did with the was it the alpha Pokemon. Yes, they so there's that obscenely larger Pokemon than just like your normal type. And they'll pop up and they're red, and then they're scary because they can hit you and they can like cause you to faint. Legends Arceus was like the second game that also included a shiny Pokemon for you to catch mm-hmm. in the adventure. Ponytail. So Crystal, you had Red Gyarados and Lake of Rage. And in Legend of Arceus, you had a shiny Ponita. So that was one little fun, interesting fact. A guaranteed shiny catch. Yeah, the uh, the farthest I ever got was... Um, I, I think I fought the first Alpha Pokemon. And I uh, I don't know why I didn't like that game more. 
That's interesting because like the Alpha or the Enraged Pokemon kind of had a Dark Souls vibe to me. So I would have thought you would have liked that aspect. But yeah, no, everything I think I I, I think my eyes kind of played a factor. Like I felt like it was a lot harder to read what the uh, the moves were, just the way the UI was set up in battle. Like the free flow battle was really cool, but I liked the more the, the more stationary setup of the the earlier games. And I just I feel like a different game came out around the same time, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to this. But I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I hope they it, was, do... it was a good game though. It was a nice change. I hope they do it with Gen Two. Yeah, that'd be cool. What would they name it though? Celebi. Yeah, Legends of Celebi. All right. Uh, my number three is Pokemon Black and White. I was really, really annoyed when I started playing this game because there were no, I think the terminology is National Dex Pokemon. Uh, like it was only Pokemon from Gen 5 until you uh, until you completed the main story and i was like oh this sucks like where where are all the other pokemon um but very quickly i started to really enjoy having to i was like being forced into a fresh experience kicking and screaming and then being like oh maybe change is okay just this once um because <laughs> like I, I i you know i i fell in love with pokemon i ordinarily really probably wouldn't have used you know it made you consider and think about the way a different pokemon interacted that i normally wouldn't have you know um i ended up i used con keldor and uh frankly i think he was kind of trash uh but i was like oh this is kind of a cool evolution line i'll, I'll see with how this guy works yeah and it was just it was neat you know i got to i got to you know I, it was like playing blue or silver for the first time again. And yeah, I just I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, I thought the story was pretty cool. Uh, I don't remember much of it now, but uh, at the time, I really enjoyed it. Oh, gosh. High Dragon. Like mm -hmm. the first time I saw High Dragon, that was just <laughs> that was mind blowing. Like that dude is so cool. And it just yeah, it just had it had so much. And uh, the post game was great. And just like I ended up loving everything about it. I put a ton of hours into it. And uh, it's one of those games. I don't know if you guys have this. I, I so I specifically listen to a lot of audiobooks. There are certain audiobooks that are just linked to games in my head because I I played a lot of uh, I was playing white. While I was listening to Orson's Got Cards Pathfinder series, specifically the second book in that series. And I can't start that game without thinking of that book or start that book without thinking of that game anymore. They're just irrevocably linked. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I feel like people either don't like it, but haven't played it or love that game. And so it's definitely if you haven't played it, it's worth checking out to see what the hype about hype's about because uh, it holds up. Yeah, Gen 5 is kind of weird because... When it first came out, not a lot of people liked it. And I was in that present in that group. And I I've been meaning to go back and play it because I think it's kind of the art style really turned me off. I didn't like the direction they were doing. I I, I want to go back because a lot of people complain about the story in Pokemon or lack thereof. And like Gen 5 is when they really tried it. But then there was some backlash. And I don't think it was because of the story. But because of that backlash, they kind of veered away and went back to the more simplistic storylines. And I, I, I need to go back and play it. It's been on my list for a while because... Um, so I didn't like it at first, but I think I, I was just kind of caught up in the, the hate train at the time. No, and I think the story, like, I feel like four, five and six all kind of had this, like, the world or the universe is in peril kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, three and also it was like that. so yeah three yeah three definitely had it with the whole the weather trio uh so i think i think it had definitely gotten old but for some reason five was the one that resonated with me it also had it had that fun kind of thing where like i remember making fun of it in high school because you had basically you had like pokemon pita where they were like ah you, you can't be making these creatures <laughs> battle each other this is horrible um but then they were full of they were just trying to get your Pokemon from you. Like that was, that was just their scam. But then you also had the the whole, the thing with the leader of that group, or I don't even know if he was the leader. It was a really complicated story. I kind of half read through the the cutscenes, but like, yeah, you have N and I think N was really actually just passionate about, you know, coexisting peacefully with Pokemon, Mm -hmm. but then the rest of the group around him wasn't. And then there's, there's the theories about whether and himself is a Pokemon in disguise. And yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think N's room was some of the best music Pokemon has ever made. There's that. There was also the, I think the post game for that game was uh, it was just really good. It was no go explore a whole second generation. But I just kept exploring new areas and finding new secrets way after I beat the Elite Four. Like it definitely had more to do besides just ah, grind for levels and catch Pokemon you don't have. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have white or black? You know, I might have had black actually. I, I did have black because I have white too. And uh me and Becca used to hang out and play a bunch of Pokemon together. And she had I think she had white and then I got black. And so I was going to get black too. But the only, when I went to GameStop or whatever, they only had copies of, of white too. So I have black one and white two, which is annoying because in the sequel, they switch up the uh, the box art legendary. So you can have black mm-hmm. and white, or you can have black and then black two and get both box arts. But I can only get one box art because I have, uh, I have the wrong copies. Hey, GameStops are selling classic games now again. So are they really, how, how are their prices? How, how old are classic? I, I really don't know. I just know I got an email from them because I'm a pro member for just for the sake of getting discounted cards and a five dollar monthly credit, which is great for my addiction. But dude, it is. I uh, I picked up. I had a digital copy of Miles Morales that came with PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I want to get a regular. Like, I want to have a hard copy of this game. And I went in and I used Jacob. I used his his numbers to just to get the discount and they were like do you want to use your f- monthly five dollars off and i was like no i'm good because like i'm not gonna use his five dollar coupon you know <laughs> um and he was like it expires in five minutes like he, i was coming in at the end of the night and i didn't realize it was the end of the month and i was like then yes <laughs> <laughs> those are mine my what was it my number two has been taken so Cantwell, number two is yours. Well, my number two oh. has been taken. Mike, right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I get to talk twice. I get to talk twice. Um, okay, I'm going to use my one ROM hack per list here. Oh, thank goodness. My, taken. my number two was would have been Leaf Green. Ooh. Honestly, it, my, my one and two are a coin toss, and I've definitely played a lot more of, uh, of my number one than my number two, but... That has more to do with when in my life I had access to them. So, yeah. But anyway, my, my real number two is Ultraviolet. Which is a ROM hack of Leaf Green and Fire Red. Um, I think specifically Fire Red. That it's mostly just quality of life and then post-game stuff. So there, there are some major tweaks. Like when you go underground, that's been completely rehauled and there's a marketplace under there. But what you can buy there are things like stones that will let you evolve, let you evolve trade evolution Pokemon that you can't really do 
anymore because it's like I don't have a way of actually playing Leaf. Oh, I have a way of actually playing Leaf Green, but I don't have a way of braiding on Leaf Green anymore. You know, this solves that problem. Sounds like you didn't have friends. Uh, well, it's not that. It well, no, it is that. Uh, let's not let's not get that wrong. I don't have friends. <laughs> F- you, Rob. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but I, I also don't have the hardware for it. You know, like, Ooh. you know, it's like, I, I don't have. <laughs> hey, Cantwell, you want to start a podcast together? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this guy doesn't have friends and he just doesn't have the hardware. I don't know if no. he really. <laughs> what is, what's he good for? Uh, An intro. That's what it is, at least. <laughs> an intro the entire idea uh yeah but yeah no it's leaf green at its core um there's some fun stuff silver makes an appearance uh so there's a bunch of scripted sequences where silver shows up which is kind of cool but just at its core i love i love gen one and i love gen even though i really didn't like leaf or uh, excuse me sapphire or ruby i loved that graphical style and so to be able to play my favorite generation in my favorite graphical style with those quality of life improvements, I mean, it's it's nothing fancy, but but there it is. That's uh that's why I like that one. If I'm gonna play Leaf Green, I'd rather play it on an emulator because it's bigger and I can see it better, um, and I can crank the speed. That's the other thing. Oh yeah, that's like, so nice. Uh, like the first time I ever, because I really wanted to use a fossil Pokemon in a team, but it's like by the time you can restore the fossils and you get it at freaking level five, you're gonna spend hours grinding this thing up to be useful and i was like no it's all good i got there i just cranked it to like times 64 speed and just mm-hmm. grinded for like 30 minutes and i was like great this guy's ready to go then you spend 30 uh, seconds trying to get in the pokey stop because you don't want to take off the speed yeah, right uh, <laughs> missing the door. oh my gosh missing the door uh the number of times i've used the wrong move because oh. of uh because of forgetting to turn off, like I just uh, like I've just been like grinding through, and then I'd be like, oh, I actually have to do a different move, and then I'm like, ah, ah self destruct. Oops. <laughs> Electro yeah. use explosion. But yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that makes ROM hacks really awesome is you can play those older games, but get some workarounds for the mechanics that are kind of inaccessible now. Although you can play, uh, freaking I I can't stand Nintendo's new uh, streaming model. For their old games, the way they were doing it on 3DS and um, Wii U ugh, were uh, was way better. Yeah, where you people, could just go out and rebuy the the old titles. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Nintendo's. Uh, I don't. There's a, a like preserving video games. A lot of people are angry with Nintendo with how they do. But Nintendo is the reason that I'm actually pro pirating. Like, or to, <laughs> like I'm like, look, if if there is a way to buy the game, I'd much. I like. I don't want to steal it. That's you know, but it's like, dude, Nintendo is not making these available. No. And it, like I could go out and I could spend an obscene amount of money on a used copy of the game and Nintendo still wouldn't see a cent. So I'm not telling you to pirate, but if I were, it would sound a lot like this. That's all I got. Cool. Ta-da. I have a feeling our number ones are going to be the same, but we'll see. Oh no, we'll see. So my number one greatest Pokemon game of all time, and maybe this is gonna be where it deviates, but I put Soul Silver. <laughs> Which is Woo-hoo! a remake of Gen 2. Uh Cantwell, did you have Gen 2? I had Crystal as my number one, so right. yes. Uh Mike, you did That's as well. Close enough. Soul Silver specifically, yeah. Yeah, so I mean I guess we can all just kind of break into this, but Gen 2 was the first, Crystal was the first Pokemon game I played, and I just love 
who doesn't love being able to go back? Even when I didn't know like exactly what Jota was going back and playing, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a whole another set of gym leaders. And I, I love the starters in Gen 2. I love a lot of the Pokemon they added. And the, the reason I picked Soul Silver and over in Gen 4's remake is because I feel like that's what 2D Pokemon should be. You have a Pokemon following you. And you can interact Love with that. It. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's cool because they scale it. So if you have like a legendary that's supposed to be like 16 feet tall, it's just this towering Pokemon behind you running with you. And then like if you go inside it, like it doesn't move around inside it because be, it's too yeah. big. And it just so many quality of life button like updates, like being able to run inside, not having to hold down the, the run button the whole time. And it is just the art style is gorgeous and I, I well, and run wasn't run wasn't even introduced until gen three. You only yeah. had bike. Yeah. Back oh. in, uh, in crystal. So that, yeah, that's really nice. Um, I adore the second physical special split. I think it's the best thing ever to happen to Pokemon. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I like, I feel like they updated Kanto a little bit because while Kanto was really fun to go back to the first time in hindsight, it's kind of weak. I, I enjoyed everything about it so much more. That was also the first time I beat red. So was it was really silver? Yeah, I never did it in silver. Oh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I did it when I had crystal too. I didn't know about it. Like I never went through. I didn't, I didn't know what the type chart was when I was playing uh, Pokemon silver. So red was just absolutely destroying me. I wasn't leveled up enough and I didn't know what a fighting type move was. So Snorlax (laughs) was just a total wall. That level 88 Pikachu, right? Is it 88 or 92? It doesn't matter. If you know what to do with it now, it's a pushover. You roll in, you hit one earthquake, it's done. Pikachu's base stats are trash. And then one one thing I think it was cool that Mike, you brought up in our NPC one is like you got to see what happened to red and blue. So the protagonist from the gen one, you got to see them. And it's just, it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't talk to you. (laughs) They're just there. Blue does. Blue talks to you, yeah. Oh, red doesn't. It's just a dot, dot, dot. Yeah, he hits you with the ellipses. <laughs> and then boom, level 88 Pikachu right in your face. You're just like, what did uh, I do? The f- ah. In Soul Silver, that was the first time I ever ex- – that fight with red was the first time I ever experienced a Giga Impact. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't know it was just physical special split Hyper Beam. But even then, Hyper Beam is a terrifying move. But when you read Giga Impact and then it had the – I loved the attack animations in Gen 4 – even though I wasn't crazy about like actual Gen 4, I just like the remakes. Yeah, that was just like that was that felt like one of the hardest times I've ever been hit by anything in my life. And going back to like Gen 2 itself, I obviously it's probably nostalgia and biases and all that, but I love just the pixel art and like the movement they have in Crystal with each Pokemon. And I, I love the eight gorgeous the eight bit sounds they have. There's still some Pokemon. I think there's still some Pokemon in modern Pokemon that use like the old eight bit sounds, and I just I love it. It just hits that I love that hit. Oh, it's beautiful. Camwell, have you played? Have you played Soul Silver? I have not. No. Okay. I'm, so I'm clueless to Soul Silver. Ah, uh, it's insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's kind of hard to get your hands on. Yeah, those are like the second most expensive ones. I think it's Heart Gold <laughs> and Soul Silver. What's up, Thor? And then but, it, didn't uh, it come with like a thing where you could send a Pokemon oh, out? The, the, the Pokemon Walker, yeah. yeah. And you'd I never walk had with one. it and get stuff? I always bought it used, I, so I, I didn't have it. Yeah, I got my copy of Soul Silver. I, I'm telling you right now, if you had played it, it would be your number one instead of Crystal. Oh, um, it is so faithful and then just expands. Like it, it was, It's the same thing, just better. I, I bought what my copy of... Right oh. it, it's exactly what you want out of a remake. They nailed it. I bought my copy of Dodge from Chili's. What's up, Dodge? Shout out Dodge. 
And I, it was this moment where I like I was like, man, I really want to play Soul Silver. And it's like, I think I have a copy of that. That's worth kind of a lot. And I was like, yeah, but it's a real hassle to have to sell it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, let's find a middle ground. So I think I gave him like 60 bucks for it. And so he didn't have to deal with selling it. And I didn't have to go drop like 100 bucks on a, a new copy at the time. Beautiful. That was a couple times I had that. I, I ran that racket as a kid where someone would be like, I'd be like, I want to get this game. And they'd be like, oh, I need to sell that game. And I was like, I would literally call GameStop and be like, how much will you give me for this? Because they would just look it up and tell you what the trade-in value was. One dollar. Um, and then I'd be like, and then I'd be like, how much is it new? Or not new. How much do you like? How much is it? Like, how much do you sell it for? And then I would just split the difference and buy it off kids. There you go. Genius. And it was, and it was like, dude, we are, I was undercutting GameStop all over the place back in the day. <laughs> By which I mean, I acquired uh, Lego Star Wars for Game Boy Advance, and then nobody else wanted to do the deal for some reason. But that one time, that's not uh, like a bad, like that's a good deal though. If you're getting more than it was brilliant. Granted, there you were probably kids; they probably just dumb. But you know, exactly. Which which starter did you guys always do? Cyndaquil was my first Pokemon, so I love Typhlosion. Yeah, same. Well, it wasn't my first Pokemon, but uh, I think the first time I did, I did Totodile because I was a, a. I was I I started as a Squirtle guy because I had blue. And so I was like, got to get the box art Pokemon. And so I just rolled blue again or blue. I rolled water again. But ever since it's been Typhlosion all the way. In that original, uh, I don't know if eight or 16, but that original Sprite for Quilava is one of my favorite second evolutions. It's so good. Oh, right. Quilava. Yeah, no, that is a really good one. It's not too in between awkward Mm -hmm. like a lot of them are. Yeah, I also I think for alligator is also a great Pokemon. The 3D, I think 3D kind of did for alligator dirty, but I I like the 2D sprites were just he beautiful. loses some of his rough around the edges from mm-hmm. 2D sprites and it hurt him. Like, I wish he had been just more rough and like in his appearance when he went 3D. The other crazy thing I remember from Gen 2 absolute heartbreak was the the blaine fight when you get into kanto he was mm-hmm. pretty tough i remember and i got him down to all i could tell i was like it's his last pokemon he was his arcanine and uh he's on red health like he's got a sliver and i was like i got quick attack baby did he I win. quick attack you no i didn't know what extreme speed was until oh, that no. day i've <laughs> never gotten over the trauma <laughs> I, I literally i, I like I, i've never rage quit harder in my life then when I learned there was a move that outprioritized quick attack that, uh, uh, yeah, I'm still um, really upset about it. Actually. I just don't, I don't address it. <laughs> oh, nuts. oh man. Well, gen two, the great thing about it is it introduced shiny mm-hmm. It introduced so many of those YouTube videos that I get as well. that show up shiny hunting level hundred Magikarp <laughs> or shiny hunting this. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. My first ever shiny Pokemon was a Sentrip. Even though it was lame, I was like, wait a second. Why are there sparkles and stars around this animation? What is happening? And I caught it and I had that purpley pink for it. <laughs> that was so cool. And then just um, the little blue XP bar. I thought that was the coolest thing going from red, not having any idea how much XP I needed. So like always knowing like, oh, yeah. I know it's coming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Level that was 36. A game changer. Almost here. <laughs> well, then if you, I think, I don't know if it's just Quill Lava, but some of them, if they didn't faint, they would evolve even earlier. So I think it was like 32 was when you'd get 
the third evolution mm-hmm. if they didn't faint at all. And I think that's a really cool aspect, but I don't think any other generation has done. Oh, I never knew that. Wow. And then the introduction of the uh, roaming Pokemon. Yeah. I hate yeah. them. The respect. Time, the first time a roaming dog showed up, I was just like, <laughs> whistle. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you never just carried a Haunter with mean look just for the heck of it? <laughs> Not back when I was a kid. I didn't know what the whole mean look was. I, I just kept on I s- going. Where there's a glitch that uh, they can they can roar you even with mean look. Man, yeah, it's, it's not cool. That's I just remember I would have a max propel on and where Sudo Wudu used to just hang out and use the water bottle. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. switch between those three routes, yep, and just crack them after I first encountered them. But encountering them just took forever. But yeah, that's why Gen 2 just superior for all the just great things it introduced and then and breeding, the which is what YouTube does. I mean, oh, nothing, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yep. Togepi friendship levels. That's true. They introduced that day and that night haircut. cycle. Mm-hmm. Umbreon, Espeon. I was a big Espeon fan. Yeah, there we go. Espeon Nation. Where you at, Mike? You're an Umbreon fan, aren't you? Honestly, I'm not a huge EV fan in general. Yeah. Umbreon. Umbreon's a dark type, right? Yes. Yep. I've definitely since learning how the game works, I'd rather have an Umbreon than an Espeon because I'd rather have other psychic types. But Umbreon's a great tank. So. Oh, awesome. He was in Gen two. Are we going to get through this whole thing and not talk about how freaking much of a pain Whitney was in her milk tank? My <laughs> gosh. And her rollouts? Oh, I hated it. Well, and the, the funny thing is, all you have to do is hop up to the, I forget the, the number of the route, but there's a route where you just go a little north really early on. You can pick up a Geodude and just wall her mm-hmm. completely. That's another thing I didn't know as a kid is that rock tape had a purpose. So I just <laughs> never did and just got wrecked by Whitney until I got lucky. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I never hated the gym leader more than Whitney. And then she would just cry and not give you the badge. And I'm like, come on. What are you doing? Who are you? And the reason I went soul silver over heart gold for me is I, I like Lugia better than Hobo. And you just okay. same. Makes sense. Lugia was I one also- of my first level 100 Pokemon I ever had. Mm-hmm. I also I had silver as a kid, but I heard I don't know if it was true because you know how that was back in the day. I was told that the duplicate the duplication glitch only worked on silver. It didn't work on gold. So I was like, well, I'm not going to just cheat, but I'm going to want to play around with that afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had to go silver. I know it worked on crystal. I don't know about uh, gold. That's another thing that I, I loved about Pokemon back in the day is all those playground rumors. Right. Me under the truck. Mm hmm. Or like even in Gen 3, like, can you actually get the space and get Deoxys and Jirachi? And it it was just it was wild, wild times before we learned how to use the Internet and could instantly find the correct answer. Right. Cantwell, do you have any uh, anything you want to shout out? We, You know, we just wanted to thank you for being on the podcast. So if you have anything you want to shout out, uh, any recommendations or whatever, now's your your chance to do so. Um, Oh, wow. Shout out to making my uh, morning drives from work at six o'clock in the morning. Interesting. I appreciate this podcast for that. Oh, thanks. You didn't, have, then, you, uh, you didn't have to butter us up like that, but I appreciate it. Oh, oh honestly. You're already on the you don't- <laughs> 6 a.m. while I'm opening uh, the exam rooms at the office is always great. Uh, I don't feel scared because it's a massive office and I feel like somebody's going to jump out and scare me, which has happened once. But, you know, we don't talk. Jeez. <laughs> Someone trying to get the prescriptions um, oh, uh, man. filled. Oh, no, there's a homeless guy in the parking lot one morning. I had to call police. Um, I swear I saw something move this morning while I was opening up rooms. That was freaky. Dang. 
when I was oh, listening shit. to y'all's y'all's music recommendation, that that made me feel safe and secure. Oh man, other shout outs. Uh shout out to my wife, Rachel. She actually has the pulling luck uh with the pokemon trading card game i can never pull the gold, good cards she can so thank you to her she pulled two charizard cards for me i didn't actually pull them she pulled them so i'm gonna give the uh the honor where honor is due go, go um, rangers then, right go rangers oh go rangers oh my gosh middle school me is going crazy right now because that was the last time they were in the world series and nelly cruz dropped that pop fly in the outfield which we would have won but now we have a chance to redeem ourselves with a whole new group of people how, how are the cowboys doing uh the cowboys are the cowboys it's it's always going to be their year but it's but it's never going to be there at the same time i always i love the cycle i love how much i hate them but i also love them at the same time so. i as a lifelong Lions fans, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, if I could have one wish, it would be f- to see them lose in another ridiculous way to the Niners in the playoff. I'm not, I don't even Zeke have an issue with exploded. the Cowboys, but like, I just so, like it's become something I enjoy so much that I'm just kind of like, ooh, yes, one more time. That that Zeke play Ezekiel is- Elliott at center was almost up there with the butt fumble. So. Dude, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> that was his last snap as a cowboy. Oh, I know. Uh, Mike, what are we talking about next week? I believe it's your pick. So we're going to go with... Sorry, I've been staring at the list for the last, like, three minutes trying to pick one. Uh, we're going to go with top five sports media. Top five pieces of stuff. Sports media? Yeah. What do you mean uh, So... So that's a great question, and I was going to cover it anyway. Sports media would be uh, sports talk. So if you got a podcast you like, it's fair game. Uh, movies, facing the games. Giants, facing the Giants, facing the Giants. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, anyone who actually, not ironically, picks facing the Giants is off the podcast. Uh, yeah, so things like that. So top five, uh, you know, whether it be commentators, whether it be a video game or a movie. Anything but the sport itself. Okay. Okay. I look forward to hearing y'all at 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah. Let's go. We'd like to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Top Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review and comment, and we'll read it off on the show. Even if you don't leave a five-star, Mike would love just to get your feedback and whatever you have on your mind. Just tell him, because he loves to hear what you guys have to say. If you're listening on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. We'd love to have interactions with you there. Be sure to check out our other socials. Other than that, hope you guys have a great day. And remember... See you next week, toppers. (laughs) (laughs) I stand in protest. Remember, winter is coming. Especially, we're about to get a freaking... We have, we have a winter storm watch coming in here. It's going to like a foot of snow. So that'll be interesting. There you nice. go. You can play Legends Arceus. Well, I still have to. Arceus. <laughs> okay. <laughs>